Handling tense situations. Oh, you're doing what uh, Chris Voss talks about, which is to try to use the late night radio DJ voice to keep everything calm and relaxed during tense situations. Actually, that's so funny you said that because today I was on a meeting and there was like 10 people on the call. And then, of course, two of us are side messaging each other. You know, like we're we have our own private chat on Slack and um, which is whatever Slack channel. And um, and they're like, oh, uh, my coworker writes, oh, she sounds like she's got a soft rock DJ voice. Oh, yeah. Who said wait, said that about who? About you? No, I was going to say definitely not you. No. Protecting the innocent. All right. So here we are. This is episode 25. 25. What do you think of when you hear 25? Uh, being young and in shape. <laughs> oh, you thought about age. I thought about I thought about quarters. I thought about fractions, one fourth. I thought about twenty five percent. Just numbers came into my All mind. All numbers. You thought about age. That's hilarious. Well, so here we are. This is actually one that we're going to be totally upfront about. We're going to say what we did because last month we had a guest on. Shout out to Jim Comer, who is going to be gracing us with his presence in episode 26. Uh, But what we chose to do, we thought we'd get cute and try to time episode 25 and do something super special with it. Yada, 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 yada. I never got around to doing it. So now we're just going to take 25 and do just a regular episode with it. We're doing it out of order. But... Hey, That's the way most things are in life. That with is us. how it goes, right? Right. But today, what we're talking about is, um, we're talking about tense situations. We're not necessarily like we earlier this year we talked or had an episode. I can't remember which one it was, but we had an episode about collaboration, right? Right. And are you going to click that pin the whole time we do this? They can't hear it. I think they probably will. <laughs> Ashton's here. Ashton, do you think they can hear it? Yeah, probably. probably oh, okay. Sorry. I was thinking. Go ahead. So. Is this a tense situation for you right no, now? No, 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 no. This oh, is fun. This okay. actually is fun. Um, Let's see how you handle it. But I think, you know, one of the hard parts about collaborating means that you are um, having to deal with another person often it's not like we're just going to do this once in a while unless you are and that's fine but but a lot of times when you're talking about real collaboration it's something that you're going to be in the trenches with the people you're with and you're going to be doing that a lot and they're going to catch you on days when you are in a bad mood they're going to catch you on days when you're super tired maybe you're super hungover maybe maybe all the above but out of that whatever project you're working on still means something to all of you. And because it's an important project, assuming that it is, um, there's just going to come these moments where you have to go against one another or haggle with one another. And it's hard to do. Well, I mean, there's nothing in life. If you are going to interact with other people and do it often, you're definitely going to run into some kind of situation where you don't agree on it. So what's the first thing you do when you encounter somebody in a collaborative process that you don't agree with? What's the first thing that you try to do? Or do you do anything at all? Or do you just fall prey to your emotions and 
than you figured out later? Well, okay. So I was thinking about, we took, uh, remember last year we took this conscious transformations, uh, kind of meditation group. Yeah. Okay. And, um, is that, that's what it was called? Yeah. Okay. Well, and yeah, it was called the, the, yeah, the ma- matrix. Inner matrix. Inner matrix. That's what it was. And something I was thinking about that at 40 that I have that I wasn't aware of when I was 25. Ooh, we'll see how many times 25 comes up in okay. reference today. How many times you can reference 25. Okay, there you go. There you go. So that was one. So anyways, um, when I was 25, I would get into these really emotional reactions to everything, right? So the very first collaboration that you're that you are forced to try to figure out, I'm going to say in my situation, was a marriage, right? Like a long-term boyfriend, girlfriend, which happened to be you Mm -hmm. since I was 15. And then when we got married, right? And every time that we ran into something that that we didn't see eye to eye on, if I think back to that, my reactions were always very emotional, and I could never get past that emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. So it would take us hours or days to get over a disagreement or a tense situation. Because well, and then the instant you start talking about it, it it just revs it right back up again. Yeah, there's no way out of the boiling water. You right, know? right. So something that uh, was I was forced to think about in a different way last year even. And I had gotten better about it once I started taking yo- doing yoga. Yeah. Because yoga is all about being aware about your body and your mind together. So one thing that they actually articulated clearly in our, uh, in our meditation group last year was do a self-check-in and think about how you're reacting physically in a tense situation. Like, and they, like, what they would make us do is they would make us think and imagine real hard about the most tense situation you could, you've been in or you could imagine. And then think about what you're breathing like, what your heart rate like, what, what are your hands doing? What is your neck doing? And I never had paused for a moment to even think about what is my number one physical reaction to it. And as a result of that physical reaction, what's my mental reaction? Yeah. So I'm going to say right now the difference or the thing that I think about and try to be aware of is when I'm in a tense situation, how am I reacting? So that's my that's the first thing that I think about. Well, okay, and so that means that a lot of your thoughts end up kind of being on you and how you're handling what you're going through, right? Is that am I hearing you right? Before I can get to the to, to where I where I'm like the next natural thing about it, I had kind of like three ideas in my mind. Yeah, but I'm saying it kind of falls in line with that old saying about you can't expect to like deal with someone else if you don't even know how to deal with yourself. Right. So you got to figure out what it is that's going through your mind first. And what I what I kind of I made a bunch of notes for this particular episode, but it's was this has been compiled over time. We were joking about the late night radio DJ voice and it yeah. being useful, but it's not that easy to keep whenever your emotions are flying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So some something that I think about when I'm not in the 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 Throws. Vicious cycle or mm-hmm. the throes of the emotional 
output, you know, I'm not under the influence of my emotions, mm-hmm. um, is how, how the other, what type of person am I dealing with? You know what I mean? What, mm-hmm. Because there's all different types and they, and they try, you know, and I've written out a bunch of stuff about this. And I want to try to touch on it here or there as it's relevant, but, but to try to break down a, or, or, or put a person in a box and say they're this type or that type or whatever, it's kind of hard to do because it seems like we're all sort of a blend of all the different types. But there are some types and some things you can notice. You have those people who are naturally just sort of assertive. Yeah. And those are the people that, you know, when it comes to fight, flight, or freeze, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to be the fighters. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. Those those people are coming at you. Um, then you've got the the people who are more analytical. They, they really just got to be able to step away and silence is actually kind of a, it's a positive for them. For, for an assertive person, silence is not a cool thing because you're like, what, what are we waiting on? Can figure out an answer. But the, the analytical person, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for them to have that, right? Um, so they, they actually need it. And then you have the person who's sort of like wants to please you, you know? And, you got, and, and I always think about those people because I, I don't know which one I am. I think I'm different. I think I'm each one of those at different moments in different situations. And um, and to try to figure out what the other person is going to be in that moment is, I feel like, one of the first tricks to being able to connect and reconnect and let's get grounded and find a groove so that we can communicate and collaborate. But it's not it's easier said than done. It's just kind of one of those things that I think is ideal if you can manage it. Okay, so the difference in what we just said was, I don't think I, and I'm going to speak from my body, my personality, my brain is that I can't get to that place of where you you said that until I've dealt with, until I'm aware of how I'm reacting to this particular tense situation, right? Like, so I think the thing that I didn't finish saying was that you have to be aware of how you react in multiple, like in all different types of situations. So if you're dealing with all these different kinds of people, you're going to probably react differently in each of those situations. Yeah, your, your reaction to an like you personally, I'm talking about you, Denise. Sure. If I'm an assertive person, you're going to react differently to me because I'm an assertive. If I'm an right. analytical, quiet person, you're going to act different toward that. So it depends on what I am. Right. Or what I am is going to um, affect you. Correct. Yeah. And I have to be aware of, and I've probably been in each of those kinds of situations, and I have to think about how is it that I physically react in that situation to be able to get into a mental place. Oh, I mean, there have literally been times I've come home where I was like, damn it, I got to tell her something that I don't want to tell her. Mm-hmm. And I... I know what the reaction is going to be and I don't want to say it. And there have been times I just flat out didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. But but the times that I was like sort of forced to tell you whatever mm-hmm. that thing was, there have been times where you surprised me in your reaction. You, I, There have been times you were dead on where it was like, nope, she's pissed. Mm-hmm. I knew she was going to be. But then there's other times where you're like, man, she took that in stride. That was kind of crazy. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, how do I know which... Denise is going to show up today, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Well, and I think all uh, the the reason why I keep stressing like that 
it's important to have self-awareness of the way you physically react in situations because the whole goal is to get yourself back in a state of mind where you can think about, where you can listen and respond to the other person no matter what their state is in a way that's productive and not just... Well, because, yeah, because ultimately what ends up happening in that case, and this kind of goes, again, I was thinking, I just think it's a funny way to think of it as the late night D- radio <laughs> DJ. It's like, plus, if you ever hear me start doing that from here on out, you're going to know exactly what I'm trying to do. It's like you're trying to, but. And th- episode 25. Yeah. <laughs> but late you, night radio You know, those, DJ. those are, what happens ultimately is when you end up in these tense situations, that means that two people have a strong idea about whatever the thing is that y'all are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And that also means to me that you're basically in a negotiation. We're trying to figure out who's going to get their way. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of why I was kind of making light of it. But that's sort of, you know, we've referenced Chris Voss on here before, the hostage negotiator, the guy that, that has gone, that everything's tense, right? But when you, I think a lot of times when when we have, at least I can only speak really for us, but the times we've gone through the cycle mm-hmm. of we're going to fight about this and our emotions are running the show and then we stop and then we come back to talking and then we fight again. Mm-hmm. That's because I don't even think we realize yet that we're in a negotiation. If I said that we were in a negotiation or you said it and it's like we're talking to each other, it's like, come on, we're married. We love each other. We're We're negotiating something here. And I can't do, don't you want me to get what I want and you to get what you want? And we can't, obviously you can't really like compromise because usually when that happens, it means we both get something we don't want. You know, neither of us gets what we want. I can hear us now saying, okay, hold on. We're going to be in a negotiation. Right, right. Well, (laughs) well, it's, and it's kind of true because you get people who are, especially, you know, you think about people who are super conscientious. You, for example, sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm super lazy too. But, um, but then you get another person who's pretty open. I'm, I'm pretty open about a lot of things. You can be, but you're not <laughs> usually. It's just you got your thoughts, and that's the way you're going to do it. Okay. And so, where are you going it's, with this? What I'm saying is, when we get into those moments, it's hard to keep the role straight. Like. It's if I'm tense about something, I'm no longer the open person that I normally mm-hmm. was. And you're no longer the conscientious try to figure it out person. You're ready to fight. So yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. And so it becomes and we don't have to use us as the example every time because it happens at work. It happens all over. Yeah. But it seems like the goal every time is to like, all right, I want to get you to say yes to me. <laughs> and you obviously want me. And so you're constantly playing this tug always, of war. I don't think that's always the goal. Okay. I think, okay, so that actually leads me to another thing that I was thinking about. So if I if I am aware, so I'll give you an example. Um, somebody at work was pretty adamant about, really passionate about their thoughts on um, diversity and equity. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a- Which it's is a heavy topic. A heavy topic for people, right? And um, thinking about opportunity and how certain people are oppressed from being able to get into upper management roles, right? So in this case, what was really uh, interesting to me, I I thought about this later, was just the tone of that person's voice Mm -hmm. 
caused my heart rate to to fly. Yeah. Like I could feel my the person was talking to me and I could feel my heart rate just skyrocket because the tone and the aggressiveness of that person was making me have a physical reaction to mm-hmm. it, right? So it made me, the second thing I heard somebody say this the other day uh, when we were starting a meeting, I thought it was a cool thing um, to keep in mind. And she said, embrace the pause. What, what, uh, like a pause, like a. So she, in that instance, she was talking about in a virtual meeting, like there's always a lag whenever somebody's going to respond to a question yeah. or unmute that should be a t-shirt in 2020 right yeah other it, than you're you're muted or whatever yeah well so but i thought about that in in handling tense situations if one you already are aware of the way that you react whenever somebody when you're in a tense situation and you know in this instance my heart rate's going to skyrocket and for me to get to a place so I don't respond crazy, as crazy as you do, yeah. or as crazy as that person is at me, yeah. I have to embrace the pause for a moment because I got to get my heart rate down so my brain can think straight and yeah. not be emotionally yeah, reactive that, to that Yeah, person. and that's, I think, another thing that gets for, forgotten, and I only think about it and I'm speaking for me personally, but like I only think about it after the thing's over and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all the things I should have said when I'm standing in the shower, like, God, I should have said this or done it that way or been more graceful about whatever. But usually what I'm focused on doing in the moment is getting my way. And I don't know if that's true for or everybody. getting your point across. Getting my or- point across or getting you to say, yes, I agree with you kind of thing. Um, but But what I end up forgetting along the way is just that you know that there's a there's one of these moments where you you get in you get stuck in that and I forget entirely that there's an there's another person on the end of that line that has basic simple needs of their own that I'm not interested in meeting at all if yeah. anything I'm kind of just like undercutting them you know yeah and so as soon as I do that then I'm pulled the rug on you and and where are you supposed to go from there other than to, I guess we can just keep jabbing back and forth, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, but you only think about it later that if I had been a little bit smarter in that moment, then I would have tried to do something so that I could give you the best chance of responding in a rational way. Right. Rather than I'm going to say something that's going to make you emotional. Let me try to say something that's going to make you not emotional. Let me try to ground this a little bit so that you can have a chance of being. Because honestly, I think emotions make us dumb. Right. In, in in many instances, they make us dumb. We Even happiness, great as it feels, I get happy. Man, spend I'll, money, I'll spend extra you, money. I'll do uh, something. Eat a bunch of I'll food. Eat a, yeah. You, yeah. You yeah. Know, I get, I get mad. Like, I'll say something I shouldn't. Right. So, but when you're rational and you're not overly emotional, you're kind of in your smartest place. And in, in those tense situations, it's really helpful to be in your smartest place. Yeah. And it would be a really good thing if we could all remember, hey, I'm in, a, I'm in a tense situation with Denise right now. I need to be able to at least get her in a position where she can be as smart as she normally is. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, But you don't think about that in that moment. It's just one of those things. Um, so... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I've done really more thinking lately about every person that I've dealt with, whether the situation got tense or was easy. It, it seems to be that I misinterpreted who they are and what 
they're yeah. all about. And I took whatever I took from it and was like, I, and I didn't really think, you know what? So-and-so is just kind of an interesting person. And that's maybe the nice way of saying it at the time, but it's like, well, and it's, um, that's a nice way for you to say that so-and-so is an interesting person. But I think a lot of times, so if you can't get yourself into a grounded state of mind, mm-hmm. then you just assume that the person, you know, the other person that you're talking with, like you can never stop to think about why they're reacting the way they are. Because most of the time people aren't reacting because of anything you have to do. It's all about them. Right. It's and that's all what about I'm saying what is they like want. what happens to me about, too. Yeah. It's all about what they want. It's all about what they feel. It's all about what's happened in the past. And it doesn't have anything to do with you. You just happen to be yeah. the person or the thing that's triggering it for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 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 I and I and I'm totally in agreement with that, especially when it, once the emotions are involved, then it's almost impossible to take the the I or the me out of anything, right? But I was reading, I've read a couple of different things and I, I just want to, I kind of want to just address them directly. But there's this one term that I hadn't really heard of. I guess I had heard of it, but I didn't really think about what it meant. But have you ever heard of cognitive dissonance? Yes. What is that, according to you? Um, Like distancing yourself from why you're doing something. Like yeah. you're not really... Well, I mean, if you break it down, cognitive is brain, yeah, and dissonance is distance, or or, and so it's almost like you're not, you're not trying to understand why, right. you're, what right. the what the rationale is behind something, what the what the intention is yeah. behind something. Yeah, you're stuck. It's like you're stuck in your own, like what you just said, I think, a second ago, which is that you're stuck on what you want and what you're thinking about, and you can't. Or get they out are, of it. Or, or that or, person yeah. is. Yeah. Or both of you are. And I was just kind of laughing because they were they were just showing a couple of little so- like signs that you are. And they were really not saying, obviously, you could use this both ways. If you get into a, a tense situation, you could look at the other person and know if they're having one of these moments. Or you could look at yourself and probably notice yeah. you're having it, too. You should probably look at yourself. Well, that's kind of right? what the point was, right? And it was like, um, if you ever have been stunned by new information and you don't adapt to it, you stick to your old guns because you're going to be stubborn. If you notice that you're like, oh, I just learned something that I didn't already know that should change the way I'm thinking a little bit. No, I'm sticking to my, I'm sticking over here. I don't mm-hmm. care what you say. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like being stuck in it. And then another one was sort of like. Um, Is this cognitive dissonance? I, it's this, just, these were signs? These were all something? like the signs that they were trying to signposts. It's like, if you're doing this, you're kind of stuck in that. Where'd you read this? Um I Just don't curious. remember. These are all random notes, but I'll, I can find out. Oh, okay. uh, I'll put it in the. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, inaccurately summarizing the other side's perspective, perspective, <laughs> like and almost doing it on purpose, like <laughs> like taking your words, twisting them around and then throwing them back on you. So so you're saying you think that, 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 you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like that's a dirty move. It's an it's an under, you know, it's a gut punch. And then you, all you're doing is making the other person mad, which is hilarious because sometimes they say if you're trying to mediate something, you're supposed to respond and paraphrase like. Well, so what I heard no, you say is this. Yeah. But but, you know, when someone's playing dirty, if they twist your words yeah. and put them back on you in a way that you totally didn't mean and really even say it that way. Yeah. But if someone's pl- playing and I'm and that going back to what you were saying earlier, like I have been around a few people where. 
their natural instinct is to really just try to understand what I'm saying. They're not trying to get mm-hmm. a, get one over on me. They're not trying to get a gotcha moment. They're just trying to understand. And so when they go to summarizing, they'll summarize and they'll they'll say something like this. They'll say, I'm going to say what I think you think. And when I'm wrong, I want you to stop me. Mm-hmm. So that means they really want to understand what I'm trying to think, you know. And from that point, you feel a little cleaner and it's like, okay. I mean, I think a lot. Uh, and I think that's important if you're in a, especially in, obviously in a regular relationship at home, but I think that's hugely important and collaborative because when you're talking about uh, how to write a, you know, scene, how you want to tackle a scene that you want to write or write a song or build, whatever, something. build something, like the other person should know what you're trying to say before they say no to it. That's how I always feel. I'm like, don't say no to me yet. I haven't gotten it. You're not don't even understand what I'm saying. Well, you know? and that, that was something that I think is important that we talk that we spoke with Jim Comer about was the art of asking questions. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes in these tense situations, you, you or me or whoever you is just I'm type talking about anybody Um often jump to conclusions about something. Yeah. You make assumptions about what you think that person is thinking or, yeah. or saying or doing or why instead of asking a question to the person. And then what it causes the other person to have to do is respond and think about if I said, why are you doing that? Or like, what's your what's your purpose behind that? What's your motive behind that? Why do you want to make that decision? And the other person has to stop for a second and go, Oh crap! Why am I making this? Yeah, decision and actually, or? you pers- you have gotten better at this little game, this little emotional chess game, <laughs> over the last the queen's gamut five to seven years, I would say, because used to it would just be you're mad and you got mad at me first, so now I'm mad at you, and now we're both mad. Yeah, and so well, I I mean a lot, and then of you're that entitled is, to be mad. Well, and know, a lot of that is, is yoga because it makes you be aware like the whole point of it is breathe if you just breathe like take five deep breaths whenever you're in a tense situation your heart rate will go down yeah and you can just for a moment yeah that's weird because really it is literally i gotta lower my temperature literally if if i if i breathe and i get my heart rate down then my body doesn't my face doesn't feel hot anymore now i'm not quite as mad i mean literally five deep breaths like if you take Five deep breaths. It I'll tell you what, though, that's like that's hard. That's a that's a tall order. Whenever you're I in know. the in the middle of it, and something else like uh, um, going back to just kind of, I, like I said, I think it is still really important. I think really what you said at the very beginning is the truth. You have to deal with you first. So whether that means your five deep breaths. Get, get yourself to a place where you can play this game because it is a game. It's not, and it's a game you don't want to like lose because losing could mean losing a spouse, could mean losing a friend, could be losing a, a collaborative partner for Correct. a long time. Correct. And or ever. And so I, you know, I think understanding the other person, once you can cool yourself down, trying yeah. to under, and, and I was also reading this other piece that really broke it down and this, you know, you're always looking for rules, like I said, types or whatever, that, that no one really fits in the box exactly, but usually you have people who lean to one side or the other. And this professor made a comment, I think he was like Oxford professor or something like that, you know. He was really just kind of making a, a crack about writers. Um, and he was saying that there's foxes and there's hedgehogs. 
And the foxes are the ones who notice every little detail, the nuance in every little thing. And they really know a lot of things. The hedgehog knows one main thing. And then he started to break into this whole idea about what the strengths and weaknesses of the fox and the hedgehog is because there's no there's no it's not really better to be one over the other but what they did they they started using it to analyze political leaders did the hedgehog does the hedgehog just by nature avoid other like because they're they know one thing do they just stick to that and then they avoid yeah. all other things? Well, actually, avoid isn't really in the hedgehog mentality. It's they know what they know and they go after what they know. So they use some examples in history like Xerxes and the Persian you know, uh, invasion of Greece. And no, let me use a different example. Uh, OK, you don't. So wanna... a hedgehog like were they being literal about hedgehogs and foxes? Well, what do you mean literal? Or are you just saying they categorize types of people? I'm not exactly sure why. I guess hedgehogs kind of have their heads down and just kind of. Well, the reason why I'm asking is let's just say, for example, a hedgehog knows how to hunt a lizard. I'm just going to use that as an example. So do they only hunt lizards and they would never even look at anything (laughs) else? I think. Oh, yeah. I think that's kind of what I think you're right. Kind of on it. Yeah. So like a hedgehog's going to have their head down and they're going to barrel toward the thing that they know. And only lizards like they only barrel to lizards. Like even if even if a little rat was over there and is a a far easier prey, they might miss it because they've already got a model in their mind that works for them. They ain't deviating from that model. Hmm. So, yeah, I think you're right. That's your hedgehog. Your fox is much more cunning. Your mm. fox is much more, I'll sit back and they're actually not, um, the. And, and again, we're talking animals. I don't know if it's that literal, but, but, but he was really talking about people, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so what he was saying about the fox people is that they, they're not really um, opposed to taking in information from all sides or they don't really discriminate who they're taking information from. They take in all the information they can get. They analyze the data, Right. And then they often don't make a decision. That's their that's their big downfall is they're so overwhelmed mm-hmm. a lot of times by the data that they end up hesitating and don't go for things. Well, the hedgehog doesn't hesitate at all, yeah. but they usually miss the things that are right in front of them because they're so far barreling ahead of them. And the fox, on the other hand, if they get too bogged down with the information, then they forget to make a move. So there's what I guess the point of it all was sort of like, if you're going to be one of those things, you really shouldn't be one or the other, but you should be some happy medium Mm. of both. But but there are people, obviously, we all know them who lean more to one side or the other. Once they, you know, we all know the hedgehog person who they've got their model. Their way of working is the way their way is the highway. And if you're working with them, you're going to have to probably be the fox to their hedgehog. And yeah. you're going to and, and then you then you've got other people who are the foxes. And if you're if they're going to be the fox the whole time, then you might have to be the hedgehog and say, hey, time to get out shit or get off the pot. Let's go. You know, well, and, and you know, I, I've been thinking about certain tense situations that I've been in recently. And sometimes I don't have to have a sometimes I just have made the decision that the person that I'm dealing with, the person I'm collaborating with isn't willing to budge in this particular situation, like this particular conversation, I'm not going to make, 
progress. I'm not going to make the progress or have the conversation or get to a good closing point. So I just need to walk away from it. And it's not even that it's like I'm going to I'm going to be clear and say we're not going to get there in the next 20 minutes. So I'm going to table it for right now, but I want to come back to it. I want to come back to it tomorrow and then we need to make a decision by then. So it's not that you're giving up. It's just that you're stopping. You're taking a break. Yeah, if I know that there is progress isn't going to get made. And then at some point in time, if I've done that multiple times with a person and I'm in multiple tense situations, then I have to make the decision for myself when it's done. And and when you're not going to work with them. Yeah, anymore. when when I can see that they're not willing to truly collaborate and that it just continues to be, you know, it's not a negotiation. It's not a compromise. It's just one way or the other. And so then I make a decision on, I'm not going to continuously get in a tense situations with this person. So I'm going to choose to not be partners. Well, and what do you think about compromises? Like what's your idea on compromising? Because I know what mine is. Well, one big thing that I've thought hard on is Am I just am I just arguing because I want to do it my way, but it's still getting that. the goal? Like if we've already decided on the goal, right? Let's say you and I have decided that we want to bake a cake. I don't know. No, we want to go. Stupid. Let's say we want to go to a certain. De- we want to okay, end up in a certain destination. Okay, let's say we want to go to Marfa. Okay. Okay. And we both have our idea of how we want to get to the Marfa. Route. Mm-hmm. And you decide you want to go to uh, Big, Big Bend, Bend on the way. You want to go to Big Bend on the way, but that's going to take us an extra day. It won't take that. Okay, long. whatever. Let, it'll take us an extra five hours. Yeah, probably that's take probably that realistic. Long. Well, it might actually take us an extra day if we go to enjoy it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So if the goal is we get to Marfa by a certain date, then, and I'm arguing to say no. You know, that I don't want to go. But maybe you have a specific place you wanted to stop off on the way and you're okay. All right. So where are you going with that? So, I mean, it's not like we would go. All right. So let's not go to Big Bend or the other place you wanted to go. We'll just stop off in Del Rio. Yeah. We're not going to do that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like, can we still are we just arguing about which route is better but we're still getting there. Yeah. And my my take on compromising is that I don't I try not to at all. And that I don't mean that to, to sound the way it sounds. <laughs> I don't mean it to sound the way it sounds. What I do really you mean, don't. though? Then what I have to try to do is say, I really believe in what I'm saying. And if I really believe in what I'm saying, I'm, I got to try to convince you of that. And if you're not convinced of it by the time we're done negotiating or whatever we're doing, then I also have to be open to the fact that your idea might be better. I, ha- I have to, and that's the hardest part. That's the key, though. If you don't want to compromise, you have to be open to the idea that your the other person's idea might be better. And the only thing that that really irks me whenever I work with somebody that has your same philosophy mm. is that when you mean like working with me every single day of our lives, since that's pretty much what we do. I just what I really hate is when you've made the agreement that it's not going to be the way that you originally envisioned it when you just 
half-ass it and don't care at all anymore. Well, I think that's dirty. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm trying so to say. That, I'm trying compromise. to say that. I'm trying to say the clean version of it. Oh, okay. I'm trying to say that in a perfect world, if I'm not going to compromise, then I'm either going to get my way or I'm going to give you yours. But I got to be willing to give you yours cleanly. Cleanly. Yeah, not like fine. I don't care. And a in a decent compromise in a in that scenario might be, hey, this time. Let's try yours. Next sure. time, we'll try mine. That's a decent compromise because that means we're doing something we both want and we're just having to wait a little time in between. I'm not above waiting some time, you know, but I just, you know, and I'm thinking more of an, in an art and in, in a in a collaborative artistic setting of we either have to do this or we have to do that. We either have to take path A or path B. And if I'm a path B guy and I really don't want to do path A, then I've got a problem. I mean, that's a problem. We're, we we are now in the throes of a really tense situation. Well, and you have to ask yourself why you're arguing for path B. Why why is it that you're so is, want and, to well, not go on path A? Yeah, why is that? You're right. You're right. And, and I have little, to be and I have to be honest about is it my emotions that are driving path B or driving me toward path B? And I also have to be honest about is it because I don't want you to be right about path A? Am I afraid that you're right and I'm wrong? Is that really what it is? And if that's really what it is, then I should go ahead and go path A by default. But on the other hand, if I believe it in my bones that path B is correct, I, you can bet that I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna end up going that way, and it might end up being a division of the mm -hmm. of the team for a moment, you know, or I don't know how long, but. But if I, but if I'm doing it for a dirty reason, like you said, like if I'm if I'm just saying I don't want you to be right in this case, and I don't want you to, um, you know, or if, I don't want to give up my like that, yeah, a, I don't yeah. want to give up my, my just because I'm being stubborn, way. just because I'm being stubborn, we'll just use that word, right? Just because I'm being stubborn, that's not a good reason, right? That's not a good reason not to compromise. But I think that people who have done because there are countless examples of people who have have not compromised and they were all the better for it. Right. Some of the people that in at least the art world, whatever kind of name it, music, movies, uh, painting, whatever, they decided, no, I'm not doing it your way. I'm not doing it his way. I'm not doing it her way. I'm doing it my way. Mm -hmm. And their way got them exactly where they wanted it to get them. So there's a, it's weird. That's the trickiest part about it is when you're in a tense, the trickiest part is to know when to say yes and to know when to say no, you know? Yeah. And that made me think of uh, two things. So a lot of times, I think a lot of what we just spent talking about in tense situations requires us to be really introspective and think about, How's it making me feel physically? Why am I reacting this way? Um, why is this making me so uncomfortable? You know, and um, I've seen a, a lot of times when I work with people that if they don't want, they don't, they don't want to get into a place that is uncomfortable because they don't know something or they don't know how to do something, and they don't want to, admit and that. they don't want to admit it. Or they don't want to learn out it. For it. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Or they don't want to put in the effort to learn it. Like it's well, easier and, for them. And granted, on every one of these things that we're talking about, I've been guilty in the yeah, wrongest so way. Yeah, so have um, I. So have I. And and gotten into fights, arguments, nearly lost 
friends and collaborators because I was just being totally stupid. And so it that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast. A lot of a lot of the cool part about podcasting anyway or or any of this stuff is like you can kind of flush out your thoughts on Yeah. You know, you're reflecting. And but, know you're putting it into the ethos yeah. and somebody else can Maybe take it and catch re- something from receive it. Receive it. Right. Receive it. Receive <laughs> it. Um, okay. And then one other thing it made me think about was when you're in tense situations and you got you were talking about compromise a lot, right? Um, it makes me think about intuition and like when you feel like something goes against your values or your morals. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, once you've done fundamentally. Yeah. 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 You got a few like like you got a few pillars. That yeah. You ain't breaking. You're not going to negotiate. You're not going to negotiate on no. that. Like this is a moral. This is a this is a, a value that yep. I have that I'm not willing to compromise. And so it's a tense situation because it's something I'm willing to stand up for. Right. So I think that also ties into, you know, well, and, all of and these. once you, and that's the other thing about that is that once you've tapped into somebody's pillar that they ain't going against, they're not breaking. They're no longer just emotional about it. They're, they mean it and they are absolutely being rational about it at the same time. Yeah. It probably makes them mad that you're trying to tackle that, but more than anything, period that's it we well, draw a line in the sand <laughs> it makes me think of that kenny rogers song it's like you gotta know when to hold them know when to fold them you bet <laughs> know when to walk away know when to run yeah so like you when you get to all these places it's like you gotta know when to call it yeah when to compromise when to ask a question yeah. when to stand there and hold your ground yeah you know and i think that's the 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 goal of Trying to get out of a well, tense and situation. The, and is, I guess I should at least circle back to that compromise comment because maybe there are some times where a compromise works. It's just, I, from what I can tell, it, at least in the creative, it's like it hasn't worked that well for me. I don't know. Maybe, I'm, I'm probably missing something. Well, you're a pretty extreme kind of guy anyway. So it's black or white. No, I, I like to see gray areas. I just, with some things like that, I just, I don't, I don't. If I think that I've got it figured out, I'm going to I want to try it and I want to go that direction. And if we're working together and you don't want to go that direction, then I then I yeah, I guess that's where my hedgehogs, my inner hedgehog starts starts mm-hmm. to set in and and maybe but the thing is, I got to if I'm going to be that hedgehog in that moment, I got to be open to the idea that you could be a smarter fox and I should maybe listen to you, right? Is that your spirit animal? Hedgehog? I hope not. <laughs> I think it's an octopus. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we normally do top three. Do you want to do top three? You go ahead. Start it off and then I'll try to follow up. Well, I think I said mine pretty clearly, but I could do it. Uh, we'll recap it. Then. I can do it real fast. So yeah, do it. Um, when you're in a tense situation, I think the first thing is um, really think about yourself and how you react physically to that uh, different situations like right now if you're listening it's a good time after this to stop and think when i'm in a when i'm encountering somebody really aggressive how have i like how did that make me feel when i encounter somebody that won't engage at all and they're crying and they're just breaking down or they're just silent or they're silent and they ignore me or they just can't react at all you know like know yourself 
how you react physically because you want to get to a place where you can react in a rational state, right? In a rational state, not irrational state. I think the second one I said was embrace the pause. So you might just need to take some deep breaths and sit there for a second and just let it be. And then the third was once you're able to get yourself to a like even keeled place, then that might give you the abil- the ability to stop and think why others are reacting the way they are. Yeah, mine's similar. I think you're I I totally agree with the you need to calm yourself or figure out how what your calming mechanism is so you can use that. That's just a tool that's got to be in the toolbox, period. If you can't do that, then you're probably not going to get very far in any tense situation. But and I'm and I'm still working on that tool. Sometimes that tool fails me. A lot of times it does. But once you have the tool to calm yourself, then I think it's really important to learn what animal you're dealing with on mm-hmm. the other side of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and really be very honest with yourself about who that is. You don't have to call them out for it, right? But really try to know. Because if you don't know, you know, like if I'm walking into a shit storm and I don't know which way the wind's blowing, I'm in real trouble, right? So I, I got to know who I'm dealing with. So I think number one, calm yourself. Number two, know the person you're dealing with. And number three I th- is the is to me the maybe the most important, but you can't get there unless you have one and two in place. Number three is give a fair shot at whatever it is that the other person's trying to say don't don't try to impose your will or try to sell them on it or try to you know be cunning about it give a fair play, chance play clean play clean yeah play clean yeah yeah i agree with you 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 didn't mention that earlier but that third yeah. point i think is really important yeah too. and that's don't play to- dirty yeah and it's totally on you to whether you were playing clean or playing dirty because somebody can call you out for it and you don't have to ever admit it mm-hmm. but you know if you were playing clean or playing dirty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it all right well episode- you didn't say episode 25 very many times or you didn't say 25 much i know i was trying to think of different ways that it would tie in but 25 it just- ways to handle a tense situation 25 ways to leave your lover uh, no i think it's 50 Oh. <laughs> 25 times two. Okay, okay. Well, just play it again. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.